Hello, everyone. Trust your well and your families. This is Leadership Talk with Adegoke, episode 95. Yes, episode 95. Today, we're going to be looking at leadership and Japa. Leadership and Japa. What is Japa? Japa is actually a Nigerian terminology, a Nigerian word, particularly from the Yoruba tribe, which means to flee from, to run away from. Yes, Japa. Japa syndrome. It's actually a movement and it's been going on for uh, almost two years now. And basically, it's a situation where the youth, they're looking for greener pastures, uh, better opportunities uh, globally. And uh, it's led to quite a number of young Nigerians traveling abroad to countries like the US, the UK, most especially for uh, greener pastures, uh, Australia, and, um, you know, basically looking for greener pastures, as I said. But um, this Japa is not something new. Um, it's something that has been on for many years. Even in the early 60s, you found that quite a number of Nigerians, um, they traveled abroad, uh, the first generation of Nigerians to study. And, um, they got scholarships and so on and so forth. And they were able to return back uh, to base. So uh, JAPA now in 2021-22, which has been um, you know, quite a, a large number of young men and women looking for greener pastures. Like I said, it's not a new thing, but it's also important for leaders to realize that you know, um, even now, is also affecting, you know, um, human resource as leaders. What can you do to um, to cope with the situation where most of your staff are traveling abroad and uh, handing in their resignation letters? Um, there isn't really much you can do because um, <laughs> you can only <laughs> try and you know adapt uh, because you know it's a trend and. Um, the youth are looking for opportunities, they're looking for exposure, they're looking for the right environment uh, so that they can improve their skills, they can also um, improve in terms of their their networks. But it must be done properly because it's not every japa that is it's appropriate. Um, you know, in, in the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, but it's always good to get some perspective, uh, perspective that would help to give clarity to whatever we're doing, even uh, as followers, as leaders. And I just want to throw in just a few things uh, just to uh, help those that might have jackpot or those that might be in the process, because it's always good to have some counsel um now when you look at japa to run from uh to flee from what are we fleeing from uh we're fleeing from maybe a situation where you want to make sure that you have a better life but having said that there are certain things that you must consider anyone that wants to the japa you know uh, situation if you want to flee from uh there's certain things that you need to consider um um First of all, is is it appropriate for you um, to flee? 
you know, to run away from. Because it's not everything that always seems right that is right. Um, I'm a person of faith, you know. I remember in the scripture, you know, God said to Isaac, you know, he said, don't go down to Egypt. Uh, there's always an appropriate time. But are you led or you're just following the trend? If you want to jack like every other person, are you just following the trend? Because I realized that there's some people that would, um, you know, for example, take a loan and, uh, you know, decide to go and study a program, maybe like uh, an MSc management, you know, and incur thousands of pounds. But it's not, that's not actually what they want to study. They find that when they finish those courses, they're not able to get a job. And instead of having a, an improvement in their, in their finances, it puts them in an, a very challenging situation. So the first thing to do is to do a lot of research. Research as to what you want to do when you travel abroad. What courses do you want to do? Um, you know, and it's very important. Don't just go and do a course that everybody's doing. Do, do a course that would help, you know, to give clarity, a course that will help to also give you some semblance of, you know, being an expert. So you need to prepare yourself. Number one, if you want to jackpot, you need to manage yourself, you know, um, prepare yourself mentally. Would you be able to survive in that environment? Uh, do you have a better job that you have right now? Uh, some people just give up a better job and travel abroad, not knowing that, you know, where they're running to. <laughs> the options are very, some, sometimes you could very narrow. And so if you're a manager, in, you know, for example, in a multinational and you sell everything that you have and decide to jack uh, you might it might be a bit challenging, you know, to survive in that environment. So it's not every jack that is appropriate. Uh, manage yourself, get the right information, get into um, spaces where you can, you know, it's always good to ask questions. It's always good to ask questions. Uh, there's a saying that if you ask questions, you will never miss the way. There's some people when they travel abroad, they get abroad, the first thing that shocks them is culture. Culture, you know, you, you know, when you speak English language and, you know, obviously you, there's an accent that you have. Okay, so when you enter such environments and people begin to say, sorry, we can't hear what you're saying, you know. <laughs> then also another thing that also happens is the weather. The weather can be very hostile, particularly if it was a first timer for somebody that is traveling for the first time, you know. So I know all these things is, is, is important to ask questions. How can I cope in the weather? Then another thing that also happens is what are you going to be doing in terms of earning, you know, um, you know, for example, if you're going to school, um, you're, you're allowed to work for 20 hours a week. You know, how are you going to pay your bills? You know, you need to plan forward. Uh, so when it comes to Japa, it's not it's not something that, you know, once you just do haphazardly, you know, you need to count your cost. Even the Bible says a man that wants to build a house uh, should count the cost. Uh, so it's very important. I said manage yourself, number one. Number two, acquire skills. Um, there's no skill that's a waste, you know, particularly in the IT space. You find that there are some people um, who want to study in the UK and um, or whether it's in the US, and they, they go there and they don't have IT skills. They're not savvy, you know, um, IT-wise. And so you find yourself, yourself in a situation where when you get there, 
you need basic IT skills. You know, it's not like an environment where you say, okay, I'm not uh, savvy on the computer. You know, um, whatever skills you can learn, it could be data analytics, it could be, there's, there's some dim, um, high in demand jobs, even if you type it on Google right now, those jobs, uh, so you, you skew, you have a strategy as to when you're traveling to put yourself in such an environment where there's in-demand jobs, you know, those those can be done on the internet. What jobs are the jobs that, you know, uh, can easily, like you can easily fit in? Anyone can study an MBA. There's no point in spending so much money in acquiring a degree. And after that, you spend maybe $20,000. And after finishing, you're not able to get a job. You can be quite depressing. So there's some, there's some courses that, you know, if you even spend less and even before you finish, you get a job, you know, which helps to give some um, some clarity. So so that's very important. So I said, number one, manage yourself. Number two, acquire skills, acquire skills. Very important, acquire skills. Then number three, uh, build strong relationships, even back home. One of the things that happens when you travel abroad is that um, there, there comes that point where you are lonely. You know, it's not a place where you just enter people's houses and you knock on the door and, you know, and just come in and say, oh, I'm hungry and the door will be open to you. It can be very lonely being abroad. And so one of the, um, uh, of, you know, the ways that you can overcome that is to also make sure when you're traveling or when you're japping, as the case may be, still maintain contacts, either in your pre place of previous employment and also with your community, maybe your friends, with your network, with your alumni. Don't just say, okay, because you've traveled abroad, you want to abandon your friends, you want to abandon your networks. It doesn't work like that because you would eventually need them. Uh, you're in a foreign place where um, it's not everyone that is able to accommodate you immediately. And so you might have situations where you feel lonely. And so um, it's it's important to circle back to the comments that I have, you know, just make yourself open. Uh, don't close yourself up and don't say, oh, I don't want to, you know, relate my friends or my church family back, uh, back home. Then one of the things that also happens is that if you are somebody that maybe a spiritually inclined person, um, sometimes because everywhere might be far apart, you know, to travel and to take transport to church might be a challenge. And even being online, you know, online sometimes it could be good, but sometimes also there's also the negative side because, you know, we're social animals and um, we want to relate with people, you know. So, as I said, number one, manage yourself. Number two, acquire skills. Number three, build relationships. Then number four, set your goals. How long do you want to be abroad? How long do you want to jump for? You know, sometimes you just... Uh, have these plans and think that you're going to be there forever. But you see, the truth of the matter is that, you know, when you get there, after a while, the euphoria of living abroad, of, of staying abroad, because most of these countries, they were developed by their citizens, you know, whether it's Canada, whether it's the US, whether it's Australia, you know, they were developed by their citizens. And so um, the truth of the matter is that you can never become a first class citizen, you know, most, most of these countries. So you must have a long-term view of returning back to your country. Yeah, because whether you're there for 10 or 15 years, as the case may be, 
<laughs> there's nowhere like home. So begin to make those plans even before you leave uh, your place of abode. So it's, it's, it's good to have that kind of perspective. Are you japaing because you just need the money? Because the money will come eventually, but the fulfillment comes in because there's opportunities will come, but there's something called the glass ceiling. You might get to a stage in your career that you are not able to go beyond that. So what happens? What happens? So you must have a mindset to return back home, you know, eventually. So whether it's five years, whether it's 10 years, don't just jack out for the fun of it and say, oh, no, I'm not coming back uh, to my country. You find situations that some young men, a woman, when they go abroad, and uh, find themselves in a, you know, a better environment, they begin to speak negative things about the place where they left. No, be an ambassador, be somebody of value, speak positively about your country. You know, no matter what happens, there's opportunities that would always you know, emerge you know, as being amb an ambassador. But if you're a negative person, eventually, you know, it's, it's not gonna work out that way because usually what happens is, whether you're in the UK, you're in America, people will ask you, you know, they will want to, you know, when you're filling a form, they say, is it Nigerian, British, Nigerian, or African-American? You always have to. So they identify you by where you come from. So you can't uh, deny your roots. So it's very important for you to set goals. How long do you want to be abroad for? Is it three years? Is it four years? Is it five years? And um, very important. Then finally, you know, um, when you want a japa, <laughs> the japa is to flee from, but it's not to flee permanently. Uh, you must also have a mentor, have an accountability partner. Uh, one of the things that helped me when I got to the UK, I mean, mine was probably decades ago. Uh, one of the things that helped me was that I immediately got into the right environment. You know, I got accountability partners, somebody that I could look up to somebody that was already doing that which I wanted to achieve. So probably I, I was trying to do a master's. I got somebody that I could speak to, that could encourage me, that was excited, you know, because sometimes the community or the friends that you keep could also become a deterrent. You can enter spaces and all of a sudden you lose the momentum. It's not about starting the school because mind you, even while you japad, you've done you start your masters. There's no guarantee that you finish. So you must get into the right places, the right environments. I watch the company that you keep uh, because so that you don't keep the bad, you know, in terms, don't get the bad advice and the wrong counsel. Uh, so like I said, it's not always green. The grass is not always green on the, on the other side. So mentorship is very important. Mentorship, get the right mentorship, uh, get leaders either you know, the people back home that you still communicate with, because whether you like it or not, you know, um, the, the, the opportunities are there, but you must be able to leverage on those opportunities. In the next uh, se uh, series of this uh, podcast, I'm going to be talking about global mobility, leadership and global mobility, you know, that you can get to a stage, in, you know, in your career that you can become globally mobile. You don't have to be resident in the uk or the us before you, you have relevance you can be speaking from anywhere you can even be in nigeria and you know and you know the, this is the gig economy you can be earning you know uh, foreign currency from wh wherever you are so uh, it's not about staying in one place you know 
but you've been having the relevant skills that can you know touch lives that can influence lives that can impact lives so in conclusion when we look at leadership and japa the japa syndrome is not just to you know have the head mentality but how are you going to make a difference how are you going to touch lives why are you traveling you know why, why do you want to you know relocate migration is something that will always happen anywhere in the world migration cannot be stopped you know it's part of man is you know uh, nomadic in nature but when you travel what's the purpose of your traveling then number two the skills what skills are you going to you know acquire uh, you know or, or use to improve yourself there and it's important to know that you know if you don't have the right mindset the right attitude if you jump out to another country the same wrong attitude that you have would also come up so you must have the right attitude you know um you know right work ethic you must be somebody that you know has the right values then number three which i mentioned is build relationships be somebody that will build relationships be even back home don't break don't uh, uh, burn bridges continue to build relationships so that you know eventually you might need those relationships so and number four set goals set goals have you know a medium plan short-term plan so don't just go there and say oh i just want to jump out i want to be there and that is it no at the end of the day you know time you know before you know it five years has gone you know so you must be able to account for that time so if you fail to plan you plan to fail then number five you must have a mentor you know get into the right communities whether it's it's you know alumni whether it's you know the right the right people to speak into your life so um i would like to say finally for me japa is not a bad thing you know it's it's uh, something that would always happen for every young person out there that might be listening to the replay it's a good thing to improve your skills uh to have the exposure abroad uh, the first generation of nigerians that traveled abroad in the 60s they got scholarship to return back home nigeria you know whether it's africa africa the opportunities nice you know i like to say that we mustn't give up you know there's still there's still a bright future for nigeria and um we must be ambassadors wherever we have and still look back towards whether we're in diaspora look for ways of adding value don't say that because you're already in diaspora that's the end of it have a way of circling back impacting helping others being a voice um a voice of hope and um you know this is another session of uh leadership talk with adegoke and please feel free to share this session on leadership and japan and i hope you benefited a great deal and if you have any comments feel free to drop in the chat and uh thanks once again so i wish you and your families a wonderful christmas and merry merry glorious 2023 so this is the 95th podcast of Leadership Talk with Adegoke, this series on leadership and Japa. Thanks. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks. Great.